Welcome to Tailboard Talk, a fourth shift fitcast. The mission of Tailboard Talk and the fourth shift fitness is to educate and train fire service personnel to increase durability and decrease the potential for injuries and their associated costs. My name is Chris Morella, owner and founder of Fourth Shift Fitness. I'll use my experience as a personal trainer, strength coach, and 15-year veteran of the fire service to deliver tips, tricks, lessons, and information specifically geared towards the health and wellness of firefighters and paramedics. Each episode, you'll leave with immediate deliverables that will improve performance and resilience and keep you in the fight through your career and into retirement. Let's get into it. could send you their stats right away and say okay here's where i'm at today like this is what i want to lose like percentage of water what, what percentage of your body is water what percentage is fat what's muscle right. and a bunch of other stuff yeah it's all the rage on the gram hmm. well with the influencers i follow probably not in your category no of peeps could you move who doesn't use one well he probably does but he's the more expensive one well i don't have juju mufus Budget, okay. Here, I got a Chris Morella budget. I have a budget. And seventy dollars already over the budget. Hey everyone, welcome to Tailboard Talk. <laughs> a four shift fit cast. Oh, I gotta turn the microphone down. Uh, <laughs> special guest. It's gonna be a lot of uncomfortable giggling and probably a lot of awkward silence I'll have to cut out of this one. Because my wife is on the podcast today and <laughs> we each had to go get our preferred drinks. <laughs> make this happen and we tried to record this a few times already <laughs> do you want to introduce yourself no, i'm just joking <laughs> i said i wouldn't do that anyways so we have <laughs> now we got the giggles well that was a very abrupt start i didn't know we were starting i wasn't prepared <laughs> i could catch you off guard <laughs> All right, so quick things. Um, I wanted to do a episode about compensation injuries because I got one, or I got a f- not injuries, a few little nagging pains after I did a, a charity ruck the other day. But then I also, I already, I've already talked about that. And so I wanted to bring Katie on because she had a good idea for kind of a recurring segment because we're both on our phones far too much. Uh, I'm on my phone a little bit more than she is, but. <laughs> but uh, they can't see you looking at me like that. But she is she gets her fitness information not from me most most normally. She gets it where a lot of people get it, which is like whoever pops up on the feed, whoever pops up on Pinterest or Instagram or Facebook, whoever the influencer is or what they're doing. That's kind of where she gets her fitness stuff from, and then she runs it by me, uh, kind of before she implements a lot of stuff. Sometimes not, but that's also. A direct parallel to the fire department we you know we get our fitness and our nutrition and our wellness information a lot from just whoever the most popular or loudest voices so i thought that it'd be a great idea um once she brought it up she just wanted to bring up like hey here's this kind of trending thing in social media world and what do you think of it because um, i'm sure if she's seen it the likelihood of a lot of people i work with seeing it is pretty high because that whole uh tough guy firefighter thing is only a view from the outside in and if you're listening to this and you're a firefighter, you know that we're on Pinterest and TikTok and Instagram as much as anybody is. So we see all the same things. So anyways, let's just get through the compensation injuries thing real quick because it is 
uh, current and relevant. And it's actually the donation for the FitOps campaign is closing tonight. So it closes Tuesday night. They were doing a movement for mental health campaign where uh, they based their number on 22, the average number of veterans who commit suicide every day. And Nate Palin, who was also on this podcast with Hunter Schur, uh, just a few episodes ago, they talked about um, imposters. Uh, Nate Palin organized a team, and his challenge was 22 miles with a 22-kilogram pack, uh, and it was a ruck. And so you had, the day was the 26th, and on the 26th, you complete your ruck. So I had a plan, didn't have a lot of prep, Uh, that's my own fault, had a plan to break it up into four or five, six segments, rained a lot of the morning. I was able to get a couple in. Then I tried to make up basically a two-for-one segment, tried to do about eight to ten miles in one crack in the afternoon, and that completely destroyed me. And I was able to barely make it home at the 18-mile mark, so much so that I was texting Katie, and she offered to pick me up several times. Uh, But I was far too stubborn, and I ended up having a really gnarly blister on my heel, Um, both heels, but my right heel especially. There was like a quarter-sized blister on my heel, which led to some compensation injuries. So because I was avoiding my my right heel, um, my left ankle was just screaming because I was really hammering down on it. My my contact time for my right foot was long, but the stride length was very short because I was afraid of striking my heel out in front. So then I was just hanging and just hammering on my left ankle. Um, Also, uh, I had some right IT band pain, which I think was kind of a... uh, parallel injury with the blister. So if I was heel striking too much and flaring up my IT band by over over using my hamstrings and kind of uh, inflaming that joint, then my heel gave up before my IT band and then eventually it all gave out, which made me get off my right side and hang on my left side a lot more. And my left hip, my left ankle, and my left foot paid the price. And they've been sore for about two days now, but that's a great example of a compensation injury. Well, one thing doesn't work, your body's still going to get the job done if it's important enough, but other things are going to pick up the slack. And the example I used a handful of episodes ago was um, uh, similar. A guy had an old hip injury, and then his opposite knee was very sore when he started running again. And we kind of traced it back to actually he's got a bad shoulder on the same side as his bad hip. Long kind of zigzag pattern, but that's what I wanted to speak at just a little bit quickly today is those compensation injuries. Um And then when Katie begrudgingly agreed to come on and kind of uh, introduce her segment, I figured I'd just cut it short. So we can go deep in the weeds on compensation injuries, but you get the idea. The most important thing is to understand if you have some glaring asymmetries going left to right, or if you have some glaring imbalances going up the chain on the same side, because eventually if those things aren't doing the job the way they should, something else is going to have to pull double duty and then you're going to come up with an injury either acutely or chronically. It's just a matter of time until you do. So pay attention to those things. Keep track of them. Contact a a professional, a coach, a PT, um, a doctor, whoever you need to to get an idea of how you can make that better and then get on it because it's only a matter of time. Luckily, I'm not planning on walking 22 miles anytime soon again, so I still have a, a bad gait issue, obviously, but uh, the impact of that is much, much lesser because the frequency and duration is much, much lesser. So I have a little bit of time to fix that before next year when I'm going to try to get all 22 miles in one day. I did finish the other four miles the second day, but it took two days. Um, those four miles felt like 22, but got all 22 in. Anyways, enough of compensation injuries. Time to get awkward. 
You have to put your phone down for this. I don't you can speak. You're on the podcast. Um, so my wife, Katie, is sitting across from me. We're sitting on the couch. We're using one microphone, so sorry if it's a little bit echoey. But she, like I said, she had a fantastic idea for a segment, and that was bringing social media or influencers and what they're doing and running them through the old fourth shift filter. So are, so. are you ready? Yes. For your Oh, good. That was a good yes. That was very good compared to the sound test we did. So why don't you, because um, I can edit out what my introduction was to that. Why don't you give me the version of what you said you think would be beneficial for you, for you specifically to come on and do for the podcast and go. Well, my idea was just I'd give myself 10 minutes in the morning and 10 minutes at night of social media time. Because that all is my day allows for. So when I am on it, I'll see all the random influencer ads of the hot new supplement to take or the vitamin or the eyelash serum, whatever it may be. But the one I've been noticing the most lately that I was going to ask you about is this Fit Tracker scale. Because I know when we first started dating I that's when I first started really getting into my own health workout journey and I'd asked you what you thought about scales and you told me to never buy one but now this one is supposed to give you a whole bunch of information so it's not just here's your weight this one actually just says here's your weight and then it breaks it down to all these other things so has your stance on scales changed <laughs> um kinda <clears throat> so I think well, I mean, when was that? Like a million years ago, we started mm-hmm. dating. You don't remember? No, um, no, it was two or three people ago. Uh, I'm trying to remember what my exact issue with the scale was then. Do you remember what my issue was? Was it just because it was only based on weight and like that's just generally less important than like composition? Yeah, because we started dating like a million years ago, so scales weren't fancy back then. It was just you get on, here's your weight, you weigh. XYZ for yeah. other information. Yeah. So that's yeah, so that was probably my original objection to them was that they were just too narrow and they created this weird relationship with it and weight's generally not that important compared to composition or ability level. So I, you know, didn't value scales a lot. And then yeah, they got more smart, I guess, right? Um so I think they're more valuable now, but they're super tricky because there's so much margin for error in them. You have to be um, extremely consistent uh, with both the time of day that you use them and how you use them. And um, pretty much all the parameters have to be exactly the same day to day or week to week or whatever you're using it. And then introduces a ton of, like I said, margin for error because if you get up one morning and you pee and use a scale, it's going to tell you one set of metrics for everything. If you get up another morning and don't pee and use a scale, it's not just your body water that's going to be affected. It's going to use, it's going to skew almost everything off because the way it works is if it's one of the ones where you just stand on the scale, uh, it shoots just a small electrical charge through one leg and then up kind of through your pelvis and then back down to the other leg. So it doesn't make it all the way up to like your shoulders and your arms. <clears throat> and so it's reading the resistance of whatever's in the way and whatever whatever basically amp, I don't know about amperage 
whatever electrical impulse it gets back, it breaks it down based on resistance and says if you got, if we sent out this signal, got back this much less of it, it makes sense that there's this much of each category inside of you it had to go through. There's other kinds that you can step on the scale and also hold handles and they do both the lower loop, which is like you're through one leg, up through your pelvis and back down the other foot and also does through one palm and then across your torso and back down the other hand to the other palm. Those are more accurate because they take into account both halves of your body. Of course, some people carry their weight in different areas. Some people are shaped like apples, other people shaped like pears. And so if you are pear shaped, you have a lot of weight in your legs and hips and butt and you use the standing one only, it's gonna read a much higher average body fat even though your upper body might be much lower in body fat. If you're apple shaped, you have a much bigger torso and shoulders and arms and little tiny bird legs, and you use the standing one only, it's gonna give you a very low body fat because it's not gonna read that giant belly you got on you um, or the enormous flaps of back fat on you. It's gonna not see any of that stuff and so it's gonna give you a skewed reading the other way. So, what I would say is there are scales out there that are reliable. Um, they're very expensive and we can't afford them. Uh, you can also go get like a bod pod thing. You can get an in-body scan. Um, there are ways to measure the important metrics, but I would in general say that a scale that you can buy on Amazon um, or that an influencer is pushing is probably not the level of accuracy or valuable data that I would use to really dictate um, my training or my diet or anything like that. It might get you closer in the ballpark, but if you're gonna get that if you're going to care that much about the data, you want reliable data, and it's difficult to get with like a, an Amazon purchase of less than $100. Well, this one is originally $180, but mm, it's sure. on sale for 50% off, or so 56% off. Is it just the, you stand on it one? Yeah, and you then you stand it, on it? Yeah, it has four metal electrodes. Yeah. Let me read you the description. Okay. When standing on the Fit Tracker Smart Scale, a very low, safe electrical signal is sent from four metal electrodes through your feet. The, elect the electrical signal passes quickly through water that is present in the hydrated muscle tissue, but meets resistance when it hits fat tissue. This resistance is measured by the most by the Smart Scale and inputted into a scientifically validated Fit Tracker equation to calculate body composition measurements. Why didn't you just let me read that before? That's like everything I said, but eight minutes shorter. Uh, I tried to, and then you ambushed me with where we were starting. I explained it all. So, yeah, I mean, I would get... I, I think we looked them up a, a couple of years ago, too. There's other ones, though, that you can stand on it, and it has like a pair of... Like, it looks like handlebars that you grab onto. Yeah. If we were going to get one, I would go with that one. I would go with the step on it and the handlebar one because it's going to average out the muscle mass in your upper body compared to fat and your lower body compared to fat and probably be more reliable. Um, but I still think, I still think that ability level is number one. Composition um, is, you know, number two or three. Uh, muscle mass and building muscle for me is, is going to be higher than necessarily aesthetics because um, you can, you can be not visually impressive but still have a high muscle mass and still be extremely healthy and you can on the other the flip side of that coin 
you can be extremely aesthetically pleasing with low body fat and, and be unhealthy as shit. So I would rather go towards health and ability and muscle mass, and quality muscle, and then gradually over time that problem is going to fix itself with the body fat content um, instead of chasing a body fat number first and then hoping to build muscle later along the way if you care to but you probably won't because then you'll start looking better and you'll say this is working perfectly for me so I don't give a shit about anything else you just don't want to spend $80 do you? I don't want to spend any money <laughs> I don't want to spend any money but if you're going to I would, I would say we'll find one that you can step on and use the handlebars with and that'll be more reliable. Okay. I haven't seen one influencer push one of those. But okay. when I do, I will That's probably let you know. a great indicator that it works and it's actually a valuable piece of inf- of equipment if you don't see any influencers pushing it. Mm. Okay. <laughs> Does that wrap up your segment? <laughs> That's the only question I had for you today. Okay. <laughs> you said this was an intro. I didn't, it was. I didn't get prepared with multiple questions. It's that's okay. I'm going to be prepared next time. We're at 17 minutes in. We don't need multiple questions. I blew enough time on Cute. that one. Do you want to talk about Nathan's temper tantrums that he's throwing now? Because <laughs> they're adorable. Oh my god, <laughs> they're not adorable. I'm very proud of you today for not losing your shit in IKEA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you want to tell your people about that? <laughs> it doesn't matter if it was IKEA. It doesn't just happen in IKEA. <laughs> He has no, he has no patience, and it drives me crazy when he says something to you, and he says, "I I want a snack," and you go, "Okay," and he goes, "Snack, snack, snack," and you say, "Okay, I'm getting it," and you hear him take a breath in to scream his fucking lungs out for like thirty seconds, and he just screams at you, and it's just like, dude, I'm doing the thing you told me to, like stop, but and he just goes off on a tantrum. And it's a solid two minutes of him screaming before anything can get through to him. But do you think that's any different than when you get hungry and then you just get cranky and then everyone's in a bad mood? We're going to test out that theory <laughs> when I just start taking in giant breaths and screaming it at the top of my lungs and throwing myself on the floor of Ikea. Uh, I would, we'll see. I guess we'll I see. I would actually love to see you do I guess we'll that. see. I think I would prefer me getting cranky and quiet compared to me Ooh. screaming. I'd pick Nathan. Okay. I'll check back in in a few weeks. We're only like the third day of these things happening, so That's we'll check fine. back in, in a I few still weeks. pick Nathan. Anyways, <laughs> you would pick Nathan. All right, guys. That's enough. <laughs> okay. I think that went okay. We're gonna, we're not going to add any of it out. If the sound sounds good, if the quality sounds good, we're just going to keep and go with it. So, as always, guys, if you have any questions, don't be hesitant to reach out. Four Shift Fitness on social media at Four Shift Fit or Four Shift Fit at gmail.com. Um, four Shift Fitness on YouTube. If you have questions that you want to hear Katie ask me, send them there. Uh, otherwise, talk to you guys soon. And uh, thanks for listening and be a Four Shifter. You want to say bye? Bye. <laughs>